it's summer break time. Whether you have completed your homeschool already for the year, or you are just about to get done, or maybe today is your last day, but we're looking at our summer break as homeschool moms, and we're saying to ourselves, ah, I'm ready for a break. And I want to enjoy the summer, not just my kids, but myself as well. And together, we want to make memories. How can we do that in a way that truly honors this homeschooling lifestyle? How we've been living this school year, whether this is your first year or your 10th year, we want to do something, just have a, a summer, experience it in a way that honors this way of living that is a complete lifestyle. We're going to break away a little bit from traditional everyday doing our lessons, and we want to focus a bit more on the summer. How can we do that? We want to do it in a way that we're excited about it, and it's not just like, uh, boring. We want to be able to create memories that someday we can look back on and say, yeah, that was a really good summer. I'm going to give you a couple tips today on how to create the best homeschool summer break that your family will always remember. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. How are you feeling right about now, Mama? Now that you are finishing up and ending a homeschool year, was it a good year? I, I really do truly hope that it was. Or are you ending this year and you're feeling like a hot mess and you're like, I, I am dreading next school year. I don't want to do it. I hope this summer lasts forever. I'm not sure what I'm going to do next year. Or maybe you do have your curriculum and I like, I don't know if this is a good curriculum for us. I don't know if it's a good fit. I'm just feeling really unstable about my homeschool. And I know how, I know how you feel. I've been there. And Clarify Your Homeschool is, it's the solution. I would love to be able to mentor and coach and walk you through getting away from this feeling of dreading the next homeschool year and feeling like you are walking into the next homeschool year confident. And this is really the exact time that you can, you can do this anytime. But right now with the summer break is perfect. We can let the kids go play in the sprinkler and you can work on your, clarifying your homeschool, figuring out what is the best thing when we want to start back up in August or September? What is the solution for my exact family? In the show notes is a link where you can head to clarifyyourhomeschool.com, get all the details that we can get you on the road to homeschooling well. Okay, let's talk a bit right now about summer break. And I decided to do this episode because just today, my 14-year-old and I were just talking about summers from how uh, we lived two houses back. And I said, oh, remember I would kind of like lock you guys outside. Not really. But we had a huge backyard for the suburbs. It was huge. 
all completely fenced in and we had a porch there. I mean, they were perfectly safe. And I was usually in the kitchen <laughs> right there looking out the window watching them. But I said, do you remember that? And I would keep, you know, to buy a little bit more time, buy another maybe 15 minutes. I would put some snacks out on the ledge right there by the porch. And he was like, yeah, you would bring out popsicles. And we would come running up. And he was like, those were really fun summers, mom. And you know what? They weren't anything extravagant. And at the time I felt like, is this summer really anything worth it? But I, deep down, I knew that just the simple things that we were doing were going to make an impact because I remember to my childhood, just having simple, simple summers. And these are memories that I still have from my childhood. And to hear my 14 year old say, I loved it when you would just come on out and put out popsicles and we would see you and come running and we could go and, you know, run around the yard eating our popsicles. Like those are really fun days. And that just really warmed my heart. So today, right now, I'm going to share with you six tips that are going to help you honor your homeschooling lifestyle, even as you take a break for the summer. Maybe you homeschool more year round and you only take a couple weeks off. That's okay. You can jam this in there. Or maybe you kind of start a slow start, or maybe you take three months off. Either way, the first one is that I want you to be true to your family culture. Stop and think about what does your family enjoy doing? What do you, mom, do you really enjoy doing? What do you enjoy doing mom and dad and mom and dad as a family? Do you enjoy traveling a lot over the summer? Well, then travel a lot over the summer. Do you enjoy just quiet evenings and having a campfire many many evenings in the summer? Then do that. If you are a family that enjoys playing board games, do that. Are you a family that enjoys making movies and videos? Do that. Just Be true to your family culture. You can look at others for some ideas and inspiration, but if you look at somebody in a way of being a little jealous of them and be like, oh, they look like they're having a fantastic summer, whether this is someone you know personally in your life or somebody that you see on social media, just because they're doing it, I mean, you can try it, but if it doesn't go well, it's probably because it is not true to your family culture. So don't feel like you have to do, there's no keeping up with the Joneses. This list, I'm going to tell you right now, nowhere in this list of six does it say anything about keeping up with the Joneses. And if your last name is Jones, don't take any offense to this. (laughs) Okay, number two, I want you to make your goal this summer. The goal is bonding. The goal isn't extravagant experiences, unless you want to. You can bond over that, but extravagance isn't needed to bond. So make your goal, we are going to bond through the things that we do. No matter what those things are, whether they're day trips or long road trips, whatever it is, they're quiet evenings at home reading books, uh, going to a, a movie in a park, whatever it is, the goal is bonding. The third thing is I want you to find experiences that align with those goals that you just decided on. They align with your family culture but they also align with your budget and your time. Meaning you've determined what is your family culture. You know what you guys like doing. You know how you like spending time. Your goal is to bond. And now you're considering your budget and your time. If you don't have a budget to take your entire family on a trip similar to somebody else, what can you do? Don't add more stress to your family to Uh, you and your husband to your marriage when it comes to finances, sit down and really say, this is the budget we have for it. Whether it's $100 or $1,000, somewhere between something beyond or a dollar, whatever it is, 
figure out what is your budget and figure out and find out experiences that will align with that budget. Let's also look at what is our time? What is realistic for us to do with our time? Because there are still things that need to get done around the house. Maybe you have a young one or two or a couple that still take naps. Be conscientious of that time. Understand that if you are in that season with little ones, you will get to a time where you have all day free. I remember when I was finally out of the years of napping, and I think that lasted eight, nine, ten years. And I remember the first afternoon that I went during a weekday, I think it was like two o'clock, one, two o'clock in the afternoon, and I went to Target, and there was people there. I mean, I went, took my kids, and I was like, wait a minute, you mean... People are here at Target at 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. How long y'all been doing this? Because I haven't done anything like this in 10 years. And I was like, oh, wait. So not everybody stops. The world doesn't stop at 1, 2 o'clock for kids to take naps. But understand that there are seasons and you will get to a point where your kids will get up in the morning and you can go all day with them and that's fine. But be realistic with your time, with your budget, after you've evaluated your goals and one of your goals or your main goal is going to be bonding. And you're also going to remain true to your family culture. Fourth is after you have found those experiences that align with those things, set aside proper time for those experiences. Maybe you say once a week, we are going to go and do one of these things. Or maybe our time is just limited and we're just going to do one full day experience once a month. Whatever it is, be realistic. And if we are unrealistic and we try to book too much into our summer, We're going to start the next homeschool year already drained and worn out. So let's add a PS. Make sure you kind of buffer in some time. Let's not be running our family ragged up until, say you want to start school on September 1st. Don't be running ragged till August 31st and then expect everybody to be all happy and joyful and fully refreshed on September 1st. Set aside time when it comes to those experiences. Maybe you've looked and you found some uh, summer programs that you want to go to or summer experiences, uh, certain towns will maybe do like jubilees and parades and different things. Find what experiences align with your family culture and then mark those on the calendar. Another option is to say once a week we're going to go and do something or twice a week we're going to do something during the day and you can kind of play with what those days are. Take a look at what the weather is going to be. Maybe you want to go to an aquarium and you're going to say, we're going to wait for a rainy day to go to an aquarium. Maybe there's a hike you want to go on. You're going to wait for a nice weather day to go ahead and do that. But take the time for these experiences, for these things that you and your children can bond over. I know you're like, well, this summer I can really catch up on some projects at home. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you not to do those because I really love home projects. So I'm not going to say not to do those, but make them make them reasonable and say, okay, I'm going to work on this project three days this week and I'll kind of scatter the days. But on Tuesday and Thursday, we're going to go and do some fun stuff because the time will come before you know it when you're trying to, I'm speaking directly from experience right now, trying to coordinate everybody's schedules and okay, you're working here at this day in time and this time in time. And I have to, at this point with my teens, not my youngest, my older two is book out and say, Okay, I need everybody to make sure they have off. We're going to go and do this on this certain day. And I have to do it a couple weeks in advance. So gone are the days of just me kind of was getting up in the morning and being like, hey, let's go to this museum. Let's go to this aquarium. Let's go to the library. Those days will end way too soon. And if you're in the trenches of that right now, I know it's easy for me to say to enjoy it. And, and I did. 
I'm so glad that I did stop and slow down and to enjoy that time because before you know it, you're going to be like me and saying, okay, need everybody take off this certain day. I mean, to schedule a vacation right now is really difficult. <laughs> I think we found a week and have it and we had to do it, you know, months in advance for the summer. Okay. So number four is to set aside time for these experiences that align with your budget time goals. Number five is don't look down on the little things, things such as cooking some s'mores over a background campfire, scheduling a date to meet at a new playground that's super fun to go to with friends, going on a hike, and maybe hiking with little kids is more like a little walk, uh, nature trails or something. That's fine. Pool parties. If you have a friend that has a pool, we'll have you guys over. If you have a pool, schedule times to have people over and just have fun. Catching lightning bugs, the little things, uh, going to a beach and just playing in the sand, going to a lake and canoeing, kayaking, going tubing, whatever it is, don't look down on the little things. Because my kiddos, the stories that they remember from their childhood, especially in the summers, are the little things. Like, So my 14-year-old was describing exactly the type of popsicle that I had gotten him. And I was, I was completely like, I have no idea. He's like, it was really good. I was like, well, if you can remember the name of it, I can try to find it at the store again for you. But just those little things. I know from my childhood, even something that I really remember is going and spending a week uh, at my grandparents when Vacation Bible School was at their church. And I, I have so many memories just from that one week for I don't know how many summers in a row that I did that. So little things like spending a night at grandparents' house or an aunt and uncle's house, going out for ice cream or having an ice cream party at home, maybe setting up an outdoor movie going to listen to music at a town park. I'm, I'm selling that one specifically because that's something else that my kid kids would talk about. Our town would have just uh, once a month some type of musical something, and they still remember going to those. Going to fireworks around July 4th. Don't look down on the little things because we can often get so distracted by the big things and wanting to give our kids these huge experiences, and then they don't really remember them. <laughs> But they remember catching lightning bugs and then bringing the jar into the house and after being put to bed, letting the lightning bugs out and into the room. Those are the things that they remember. And it adds just a sweetness and an innocence to childhood. And I think that's missing a lot for a lot of children. Bike riding. Um, I'm just trying to think of all the things I did growing up. And I encourage you maybe to think back to those things and then replicate them in your own home. We just at our house, uh, so two houses back when my kids, the bulk of their younger childhood was spent at, I would pick up uh, random, like they didn't have any, we didn't have like, I guess those big wheels. Ours weren't name brand. They were gotten from a yard sale somewhere and they had the funniest stories about how like the tires would fall off and they would try to fix it and just got a lot of bunch of toys that in the backyard. And at times I'm sure my neighbors were probably like, oh my goodness, are they ever going to clean their yard up? We did clean it up to mow it. But then they're probably like, oh, wow, can they fit anything more in that backyard? Sprinklers, yes, let's add sprinklers to it. Just fun stuff that your kids are going to, you might, so your kids will remember, you might think it's silly and not worth the time, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's worth the time. Let's jump into number six. Number six is stop. Just stop and let your kids play. I think you're kind of starting to see this theme. Keep life simple. Give them time to play. 
Give them time to play inside. Give them time to play outside. I highly encourage lots of time outside. If you live in a place that's pretty warm, maybe early mornings is when you get outside and maybe later in the evenings and then the middle of the day when it's too oppressively hot is nap time and play inside time. But giving our children just time to just play. You stop too, mama. Stop, get a book, sit and read while they're playing around you. Get down on their level, have conversations eye to eye. Go bike riding with them, read to them. Go to the beach and dig that hole with them. Just stop doing and just start being because those are the things that our kids are going to remember. It's just funny. My kids talk about we had gotten a pool membership and at that time it was a little bit of a stretch to do such a thing, but we felt that it was important. I wanted them to be comfortable around water and a lot of their friends are going to be there. And so we aligned our budget to make sure that that experience was included. And it's just so much fun for them to think back on the stories. And we were just talking about it the other day and how we started. And, you know, I had to be in the pool because they weren't trustworthy when we first began. And after so many years there at the pool, I just kind of sat poolside and would read my book and look up once in a while. And I knew that they were fine. They had good swim lessons and lifeguards and all that kind of stuff. But I just want to encourage you to realize that it doesn't have to be anything big to make memories. And the homeschool lifestyle isn't something that just happens from September through May and then June through August. It's all bets off and we're trying to keep up with the Joneses and everybody else. No, your homeschool lifestyle is something that is true to you and your family culture and what your vision and your goals are that you and your husband have established. And again, this is something we dive deep into in Clarify Your Homeschool because I have realized how important it is. And the parents that go through the course are like, wow, I I didn't realize how important this was. And I'm like, keep this, keep this, because in a couple of years and through the years, you're going to refer back to this. This is the groundwork, the foundation. And so this summer, Mama, I know that you can have an amazing summer and it doesn't have to be anything that requires a ton of work. Grab some sidewalk chalk. Make sure you, you know, get a good sprinkler, maybe upgrade it a little bit. Pump those bike tires full of air. Get a map, figure out where all the good hiking trails are. Connect with friends and uh, family friends that you can get together with. Find out what your uh, what your family is doing. Have some picnics, have some random last minute s'mores nights. Collect lightning bugs. But let's go over those six tips to Have a summer that honors your homeschool lifestyle, and it's one that your family is going to remember for a long time coming. The first is to be true to your family culture. The second is to make your goal bonding. Your family is going to bond this summer. The third is to find experiences that align with your family culture, with your goals, but also your goal of bonding, as well as your budget and your time. You're then going to number four is set aside time for those experiences. Number five, don't look down on the little things, things like s'mores in the backyard, playing with friends, having play dates, going to playgrounds, hiking, pool parties, catching lightning bugs, going on bike rides, just sitting in the yard under a tree, drinking lemonade, anything. Don't, don't look down on those things. Make sure you include them. And number six, stop. Just let them play. Keep life simple. And I am so excited for you to implement these things this summer. Take a step back from the stress of the homeschool year and just enjoy your summer as well. Enter into the next homeschool year feeling refreshed and excited about it. 
And I would love to hear what some of your summer plans are, how you're going to implement some of these things. I'm going to ask some questions about that in the Facebook group. Check out in the show notes uh, the link to join the Facebook group if you have not done so already. But mama, I know this is going to be a really good summer for you and your family. And years down the road, your kids are going to look back and they're going to remember this summer as one that was simple. You enjoyed it. And it was one that has honored your homeschool lifestyle and honored your family culture. And let's just have fun. Let's also us as moms look back and realize that this summer, this is the good old days and we're going to savor it. We're going to enjoy it. And we're just going to soak it up. Happy summer there, mama. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.